Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Entertainment Expansion. I'm one of you of your co-host Tyler Callahan, and along is the other co-host Mike Fronte. How you doing, Mike? I'm chilling, Tyler. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. So, this is like the first more real episode of what we'll be doing normally, which is a more in-depth discussion about what we're interested in. This week is Aquaman. We both had a chance to see Aquaman over the past few weeks, and now we are ready to talk about it. So for this, I'm going to kick it off with Mike. He's more of the DC expert on this podcast. So, Mike, what did you think of the movie? Well, I thought it was definitely a step in the right direction. Mm-hmm. Where, where to begin, really? I mean, the story moved along pretty well. It never felt like it really dragged on at any okay. point in time. I mean, you can agree or disagree, but said and done, visually the movie was very appealing. Um, some of the acting was really well done. Like I was a huge fan of Orm and of course Jason Momoa. Yep. So it's just got Definitely a lot of performances in the movie. Oh, I mean, maybe not such a strong performance by one person, but we'll get into that later. Okay. So what do you think of it? I mean, I, just to go back to what you said, like we will get into this in a few minutes. Like I do have some issues with the film, but going back to the pacing of the movie, I was never bored. Like, I I will say for a movie that is two and a half hours or just about, I was never bored with the movie. Uh, I never felt anything. Two and a half hours either. Yeah, I never felt like it. I I will say that. So overall, my thoughts are it's okay. We briefly talked about it a couple days ago. We did want to save more or less the rest of it for the podcast. But the more I've been thinking about it, I might go back to see it because we have quite a few disagreements on how how we view this film you're more positive on it but i'm more a bit like it could have been better for it plot wise i think the plot's fine it's a great way to introduce aquaman's cast of characters uh, again the performances for the most part are great for me anyway the the weak performance was uh if you want to talk about it now for me it was william defoe really uh, yeah yeah just the fact that they, they, for a guy that seems to have more of a crazy personality, he was kind of just, he, he, he could he was replaceable, you know? And then Amber Heard was like, she's fine. But again, any A-list, A-list actress in Hollywood could replace her and probably do just as good, if not a better job. Jason Momoa was great as Aquaman. He definitely, like, embodies, like, a cooler Aquaman. Like, you know, everyone's to bring, make fun of, like, the 60s and 70s cartoon Aquaman. No. But Aquaman's cool now. What, and this? potentially the savior of DC. Oh, him and Wonder Woman. Yeah, it looks like that's the case. And then was it Patrick Wilson? Was the guy who played Orm? Yes. I really enjoyed his performance. Definitely portrayed someone who at times actually kind of like Thanos a little bit made me believe what he was saying. Like I understood why he's doing it. Yes. Like, he, he's an asshole, but I understand why he's an asshole. Like he had very valid points and to the point where is he a villain yes. or is he an anti-hero? Yes, and I, I will say, I think from this point on, so we don't have to tiptoe around it, we're going to like just talk openly, a bit spoiler, about the movie, so we can get our true thoughts about it. So if you haven't seen the movie, pause the podcast, watch it, come back, um, and then you can enjoy the discussion. But Because I do want to bring up the fact that he does assholeish things like killing a king and all that, but I do like at the end of the movie, they do set him up as possibly an anti-hero. Yes. And I like that. And I liked how he was able to calm down when his mother showed up. It showed there is hu- some humanity in him, if he, even if he didn't show it throughout the movie. Yeah, but then again, we can also go back to DC's whole uh, mommy issues. Hey, at least this is a mom that's alive. Yeah. Okay, like, it's what? Him and Superman? 
and that's about it. Is Wonder Woman's mother uh, alive? Yeah, Wonder Woman's mother's alive. You got him, okay. Superman, Batman. Oh, so Batman. Batman's got the issue then. Well, I don't know. I, th- I think they all have the issues if you think about it. Because like, what what really ended the fights? The mom showing up, except for Wonder Woman, of course. Her her mom yeah. didn't do shit in her movie. Um, oh yeah, sure. Saying Martha stopped that fight from killing each other. So before we spin off more into the overall DC, just to keep it simple. You enjoyed the movie. I thought it was okay. Oh. Let's go to the next part about the movie, which is a big part of it, is the action. This was another issue I had, but again, Mike, what do you think about the action in the movie? I thought the action was pretty good. I mean, there was a couple parts where not really that great, but I mean, then again, it depends what we're really looking for. So a couple of the action sequences that I really did enjoy was the Gladiator. I thought it was very well done. Same here. That was one of the better fight scenes in the movie as well as the first real big fight with aquaman versus black manta and you get the side fight mira versus you know the royal atlantean guard yeah those fight scenes together was a great part of the movie i mean yes we did see bits and pieces of them in that extended look but overall i feel like those were definitely the stronger fight scenes Yes, for because I have an issue with some of them. Did you have what did you think was the uh, weaker fight scenes? If you had any, I gotta say it's the big end battle. I mean, yes, the very last piece with Orm versus Aquaman that was kind of nice, but I felt like it was a little rushed. You felt it was a bit short, right? Yes. So like you got the gladiator where it was a pretty pretty lengthy fight didn't end too quick but it wasn't that long compared to the end where now all of a sudden aquaman's kicking the shit out of orm yeah i like i understood he had the trident stuff but it could have been a little bit more of a fair fight and it it could have been a little bit more entertaining is where i'm trying to get to Uh, well especially just plot wise they bring up that he's been training as a warrior his entire life aquaman's had to try and all of two hours really does the trident just make him like an unbeatable badass? Like I've but... got no idea. And out of out of, all of a sudden, he learns that special spinny move. That's the yep. classic Aquaman move, of course. I get it. Couldn't do but, it with like, the original trident, but you know. Yeah, and all of a sudden, like he's got the trident, and he's now mastered it because he's mm-hmm. got the trident of Atlantis. Uh, I don't know. May- maybe. Yeah. It's a possibility. Kind of a cop out, but who knows? Yeah. So. I, I agree with you mostly here. There are a lot of good action sequences, and the director, James Wan, knows how to definitely do that, um, as seen in, like, Fast Five and stuff. Uh, my main issue, my really only issue with the action scenes is he overuses the 360-degree spin. He used that in at least two or three of the fights, and it is, compared to the rest of the movie, how it's shot, it's pretty jarring, and it takes me out of it. But again, the uh, Black Manta and Aquaman fight, the real fight around halfway through the movie, is amazing. Black Manta's great. The ending, the ending fight is kind of a bit of a CGI mess, right? It, yeah. it reminds like, oh, me of oh, the Hobbit oh, movies, the like the third Hobbit movie, like just a bunch of armies just clashing together. But no, the final Ohm Aquaman fight was pretty nice. They did some like injustice poses, some moves. I, I did like that as a fan of, as someone who's a fan of the games. Yeah, I mean, visually the movie was very appealing. Yes. Uh, what else? Did you like that little bit of a horror sequence that James Wan added in with those uh, those weird... I forget the name of them. But the, the trenchers. The trenchers, yeah. As, again, because James Wan I is thought, really... He's I thought a it was a nice director. touch. You thought it was... I, like, thought it was I thought it was a very nice touch. I liked it. I, I, yeah. It made the movie a little bit more interesting because this is like 
the trench of the sea, everything's dark. Mm-hmm. Like even to Atlanteans, as dark, and their eyes are supposed to be able to adjust into darkness. But like now, we're really at like the bottom of the ocean floor. Yeah, and that that shot of them using the flare swimming straight down, that shot's amazing. That sequence is amazing. Shit, I think I'm talking myself into watching it again and see if I like it more. <laughs> I'd recommend it. I've, I've seen it a couple times. I, I might have to because we talked about it earlier, but I, I, I believe, I still believe that Batman v Superman is a slightly better movie than this. Then I don't know. I might have to rethink this. Yeah. I mean, we'll, we'll get into that in a little bit. Yeah. But now so, I got to ask you this part of it, though. Okay. What did you think of the CGI? CGI. <sighs> Honestly, I thought for the most part CGI was fine. I didn't really see it noticeable in like any bad spot. Like, oh, that's terrible CGI. I mean, there probably is one or two spots I didn't notice. But overall, I thought it was fine. There was no bad CGI to the point where like the 360 move, I was taken out of it. So basically, back in a 360 degree combat, I mean, Atlanteans are supposed to be well versed into 360 degree combat. So if those sequences happened underwater, I'd say cut it a little bit more slack because that's supposed to be a little nod to the comic book fans. Okay. Um, but as far as the use of CGI went, I thought it was pretty well done. I mean, it, yeah. it, it was no Steppenwolf, so there's thank God for that. De- definitely an improvement. I mean, as far as the city of Atlantis, that I thought that was visually very stunning. Yeah, it, it, going through Atlantis, it made me definitely think of going to Wakanda from Black Panther. Like, yeah, definitely traveling nice through a city that's completely different from everything you've seen. Yeah, I thought it was a very nice touch. Yeah, and I think I think we can both agree on this part of the movie. The um, it, it, it's bad, but it's also like cheesy bad uh, to where it's kind of funny. The uh, slow motion coming out of the water with Pitbull in the background. Yeah, I, I warned you about that part too. It, yeah, that that's to me was very jarring. Like it felt very out of place. Yeah, I mean, thinking back on it, it's more kind of like cheesy funny, but it, it's something you have to I think appreciate. After like after you watch the movie, because initially it's like, okay, we just escaped. We got to go here. And it's like Pitbull is playing. And it's like, what the fuck? Yeah. Like, where did that come from? Um, I don't think it doesn't fit. Like you could have done any other song and it probably would have fit better. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they're both now wanted from Atlantis. But no, no, we got to have football Pitbull playing as they go across Africa. Yeah. Um. All right. So I've talked about my issues with the movies, Uh, with the movie before we wrap up. Do you have any other issues with the movie? I don't know. I, th- I think we all kind of touched on it. I mean, I feel like Amber Heard's performance was a little flat at times. Yeah, that's the one you were talking about, right? Yeah, her performance was a little flat at times. Like A little bit of a forced romance a bit, too. Yeah, I mean, that was kind of seen. I-, I felt like they evolved into the romance a little bit better. Than... Like, I, believe, I believe that more at the end, but at the beginning, it's like, oh, Aquaman saved her by holding her hands. Like, oh, they're going to fall in love. It's like, really? Yeah, I mean, towards the end, like, when they're kind of feuding, like, you can tell she's kind of got a thing for him, but not fully. Oh, by the time they hit Italy, I feel like it was a little bit more believable. Uh-huh. At one point, I did want to bring up, before we move on to just a quick general discussion about where DC is right now, is her king, her father, the king. I did like how they didn't play him stupid into being duped about the uh, the false attack and that he just went along with it because he also uh, wanted to attack the human. Yes. I like that. It was like, oh, he is not completely stupid. He's just a dick. I like that. Pretty much. And I mean, it was he shows he's competent, you know? All right. So DC, as it stands now, you said, and I'm in agreement too, this was pretty good. If Shazam works well as well, then DC is looking in a better spot, right? I believe so. I think that this is 
one of the stronger movies in the universe that is more well liked. Yeah, it's in your top three right now. It's in my top four. If I watch it again, it could go up to the top three. Yeah, I definitely say give it another watch. I, I might have to. Yeah, I love Batman vs Superman. There was a lot of holes in the movie. Could have been a lot better than what they gave us. So compared to, actually, no. Let's switch it up. Where do you think they should go from here? Like, let, let, let's go over to past the movies coming up. We have Shazam, Birds of Prey, and Wonder Woman 2. After that, that's summer 2020. Where do they go? With the only other movie being confirmed is Suicide Squad 2, with James Gunn at least writing the movie. You really want my opinion? I do. Because also, besides the Batman movie, which we'll get whenever, there's nothing confirmed. So sure. I think we need to give Batfleck another chance. You make that sound like it's a bad thing. It's it's not, but people for some reason have a bad taste for him. Like he was one of the stronger performances in Batman vs Superman. He is the strongest performance. Yeah, I I didn't want to go all in there, but yep. No, I, Henry Cavill's really good, but for that movie, he's like a close second. I'd agree. I mean, the biggest issue with Suicide or not Suicide Squad, sorry, Justice League is that it didn't feel like Ben Affleck's Batman. It felt like a complete character 180 yes between a not good script josh whedon coming in you know toward the end doing reshoots like they ruined the character they built up yes like i'm okay with batman having some quick quick wits every once in a while but you can't be making jokes like oh that's definitely bleeding but like Like, no yeah no like where is he story-wise he is still a dark person especially from where he was batman and superman and yes he has some hope so he's a little bit nicer. But again, like you said, he's not the quippy guy doing making terrible jokes, too, by the way. Yeah, no. Like, I feel he'd crack a joke or two, but nothing like that. Now, what I think would be interesting to introduce, I don't know if DC is necessarily ready for this, but I would really enjoy introducing a new Robin. So you think they should bring in a new Robin. Which Robin do you think they would do then, if they were going to? Honestly, the smarter choice would be introducing... Damian Wayne. Okay. Because we already know a Robin mm-hmm. died. Hopefully they choose Jason Todd. This could open up a Red Hood storyline later on. That'd be nice. But if they introduce Damian Wayne, you could reintroduce the League of Shadows and even go down the line to the Court of Owls. Now, the Court of Owls would be a very interesting live action. I'd be a huge fan to see how that plays out. You get Batman versus Talon, which would be if you introduce the dawn of justice batman fight sequences with talon batman and talon go hand to hand that's going to be worth a watch see these do sound like great ideas but the issue is okay let's say ben affleck does want to come back for all these ideas to pan out he's got to do two to three batman movies so like matt reeves matt reeves right now is planning i believe i think at least the first one but i think their plan is a trilogy right he would need to sign on for that full trilogy for this to work out and not be run. Correct. Do you think but he would be up for that? I don't think Matt Reeves really wants Ben Affleck as a Batman to begin with. Yeah, we keep hearing that as well. We keep hearing Ben Affleck wants to stay as Batman, but then he doesn't want to stay as Batman. And it's a shame because this is supposed to be his big superhero comeback from Daredevil. Which I think it could be. We need well, to give him a shot. Shit, performance-wise, yeah. Like, his performance as Batman is way better than, like, Daredevil. So, it's not like he didn't put in the effort. But, yeah, uh, we actually haven't heard a lot of news about the Batman movie. Like, we don't know when it's filming. We don't know when it's coming out. All we know is the script is due by the end of this year. It's due so by the end it, of this year? Yep. So, 2019, that script's supposed to be done and ready to go. Well, hopefully then, by middle of next year, we do have some decent updates. 
Yeah, like, I mean, if Matt Reeves wants to go a different route and not really be included in the DC universe, I'm okay with that. Yeah. But for our DCEU, bring Affleck back. Give him the chance. You don't necessarily have to let him direct or write, but give him the chance that he needs because Batman vs. Superman and Justice League isn't enough. Like, he was a strong performance in Batman vs. Superman. Justice League, it was just really shitty writing. Yeah. Now, I'm going to bring up this idea to you, and I want to see what you think. Now, you said the DCEU, right? Because next year we have the Joker movie, which as of now is not a part of the separate. Correct. What if I was to say Ben Affleck does come back to the DCEU, but for Justice League 2 in, say, two to three years? And the Batman trilogy will be like the Joker and how it's spun off into its own thing. Yes, like, I'm okay with DC having different universes, even in their film. Yes, it's going to be confusing for some people, but DC's been doing that for a long time. So Mm -hmm. if Matt Reeves, like, kind of incorporates into the same universe that Joaquin Phoenix Joker movie is going to be in, that might be interesting and it might be okay. Yeah, that's not, I I feel personally that's not a bad idea because everyone gets what they want. Matt Reeves gets his trilogy his own Batman trilogy with no strings attached. He can do what he wants because he won't yep. cause effect to any other movies. Ben Affleck still gets to be Batman, at least for one more movie, at least go out on a high note, ideally, with Justice League 2. And, you know, everyone gets to see both Batmans. Everyone's happy. Yeah. Um, I also, feel can't just drop Batman. No, you can't just drop Batman. Like, they need to explain how, all right, if they do Justice League 2 without Batman, you need to explain why he's not in the movie. And I feel it's an even worse idea to recast Batman for that universe. Yeah, because that universe has already been set up in two films. Yeah, it's already been set up that he's had a Robin that's dead. He's on the job for 15, 20 years, and he's really jaded. Like, he's seen some shit. You're just going to replace Ben Affleck with someone that's got to have the same emotion for that? I I don't see it. No. And I mean, I've said it before, and I will say it again. Ben Affleck had the greatest Bruce Wayne we've seen. Mm -hmm. And comic book actor Batman, hands down. A lot of people still like Christian Bale, but at the end of the day, Ben Affleck is the closer to comic comparison. He's more brutal. I mean, if you put both of them up against each other in a ring, Ben Affleck's Batman is going to win. So basically what we can summarize from this discussion about the DCEU is that the future is bright. Aquaman definitely is the first step back from Justice League. Ideally, Shazam and Joker and Wonder Woman 2 will continue that. And in the future, we still need to see Ben Affleck's Batman in at least one more movie. I hope so. And also, if Warner Brothers has a brain and is nice to us, we'll give Henry Cavill another movie. Yeah, he deserves one. Uh, Yeah, he he deserves maybe Brainiac is another idea. Just quick one throwing it out there. Because it looks like they don't want to touch Darkseid for like another five years, which I understand. But I think overall, that is it for this episode. Had a good discussion about Aquaman. A little discussion about the DCEU as it stands now. Because if we had the discussion last year, it'd be basically how a train, how much of a train wreck it is. Yep. But so it, hopefully it's, it's in a better state. And it, box office numbers right now, looks like Aquaman might be the first DCEU movie to pass a billion dollars. I hope so. Yeah, it we, looks like it. We need some of that to get out of these hot water, deep waters we're in. Uh-huh. All right, so that is it. If you guys have any ideas or thoughts or questions, please email us at entertainmentexpansion at outlook.com. And also, we just made an Instagram account. You can look at that at Entertainment Expansion on Instagram. And that is it. I'm Tyler Callian. This is Mike Ferrante. And thank you for listening. Thank you very much.